Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Networks, your weekly podcast on all things related to business networks and alumni communities. In this episode, I want to talk to you about two of the five R's of alumni engagement in the context of business development, relationships and revenue. I'm your host, Martine Davies, and I'm passionate about developing networks that create value for the individuals in the network, your people, past, present and future, and provide real results in terms of return on investment for your organisation. Do you wonder why you should be investing in your alumni network? Have you given it consideration but decided to invest budget into other marketing or business development activities? Perhaps you've considered an alumni network but don't know where to start and you question the value you may get from it. Today we're going to dive a little deeper into why developing an alumni network is a core part of business development strategy. I'll share a couple of case studies and some statistics and by the end of the session Who knows, maybe you'll be taking your first step towards building your alumni network, or perhaps you'll look at your existing network with fresh eyes. In the previous episode, we briefly touched on the five R's, or the five pillars for why alumni are important to your organisation. We will focus on two of these today. Business relationships, building stronger business relationships with your alumni, the people who know you and your business best. And secondly, revenue generation, so new business opportunities, referrals and introductions. I'll share some tips and advice based on my experience. But before we move ahead, let's just frame where we are in today's business landscape. We are in a pivotal moment in history and in the midst of an increasingly challenging and complex business environment. The way we do business has shifted enormously over the past year and the expectations of our clients, collaborators and employees are changing. I'm sure you'll agree, one of the most challenging and expensive parts of business development is the hunt for new and validated prospects. We are working in an environment where there is more competition, more informed buyers and few opportunities to truly network and meet potential prospects in person. Even for those individuals we have met and are trying to build and cultivate relationships with, in the past we've relied heavily on client meetings and meeting prospective clients face-to-face, thereby creating and enabling those opportunities for our teams to build rapport, build trust and to expand this network across client teams. We are also facing a deluge of online communications As businesses, it's tougher than ever to try and cut through that virtual noise, competing with others with similar experience, expertise and knowledge. And to top it all off, most marketing and BD teams I've come across are really lean. It's a challenge to meet the needs of the business, develop new services and products, continue with business as usual activities and develop new ones. Over the course of the past year, and the pandemic world we find ourselves in, all of these challenges have been intensified. Organisations are trying to plan for an unknown future. Budgets have been or are being reallocated. Clients and prospect meetings are online. And all events and communications are online. And yet there is hope. There is opportunity. So let's take a look at this from a different angle. Within your organisation, 
I'm sure you'll tell me it's the people that make the difference. It's the people that drive forward and deliver your brand's identity, values and produce the quality of work you deliver for your clients and society. It's you and your colleagues building relationships and connections with clients, customers, suppliers, partners and so forth. It's your colleagues and those before them, your former colleagues and employees, that have delivered for your clients, your teams and your organisation. And so it's important to realise your alumni are an integral part of the success of your organisation today. And as such, I'd like to put it to you that your alumni network could be the network that helps you the most. Your alumni network is a rich source of innovation, human talent and business relationships. If you have yet to create or build an alumni programme, you may be thinking, where do I start? Or if you have an alumni programme in place, you may be trying to solve the issue of where to prioritise your time and effort. The first step is really getting to know your network. You need to understand who your alumni are, what the network looks like in terms of its size, demographics and so forth. If you have no idea but want to get a crude idea, check out LinkedIn. The search facility on there is really great and it can help you get a feel of the size of your network quite quickly. In addition, I'd recommend liaising and collaborating with your HR or talent team to get a list of leavers and ex-employees. I recommend using this HR list of ex-employees as your base or your master list. With some additional desktop research, you can cross-check this list with your firm's CRM system and use publicly available information from sources such as LinkedIn, company websites and Bordex to expand the detail you have on individuals within your alumni network. Once you've done this, the great news is that you have a list. And okay, it may not be perfect, but that's okay too. Next, you really want to dig deep and understand your network in more detail. This is the right time to start segmenting your list so you can truly understand who's who and begin the process of prioritising or in some cases classifying the network. There are so many criteria you can use to complete segmentation and the more au fait you become with your alumni network and the more data points you capture, the more ways you can slice and dice your data for different purposes. In this episode, we are focused on alumni in the context of business development. Therefore, I'd start relatively simply. So, for example, map your alumni list against your client and target client lists. This may sound a really simple task, and yet from experience, a number of businesses do not consistently track their alumni at client organisations, nor identify their alumni contacts in their CRM. But this is important, so let me give you a scenario. Your business is in the middle of a tender, and your client-facing team has pitched to the target client. The team knew the bid documentation was first class. They knew they were one of the best teams in the market and felt they would be a perfect fit for the client. However, in the pitch meeting, confident as they were in terms of the outcome they wanted to achieve, introductions were made. Unfortunately, someone hadn't done their homework. The main stakeholder in the meeting was an alumna of the organisation and had only left your firm seven years ago. The client team involved hadn't picked up on this small but fairly significant point. 
nor had they spent time trying to reconnect with that individual in the lead-up to the bid presentation. On this occasion, they did not win the piece of work because another firm had built stronger, more robust relationships with the potential client. The competitor had been more proactive and showed more tenacity. The feedback from the potential client included their surprise and slight embarrassment that their old organisation, their old firm, hadn't done their homework and hadn't reached out prior to the bid. The moral of this story is to make sure your alumni are properly captured on your CRM system and marked as alumni of your organisation. In addition, mapping your alumni list against your client and target organisations will help you easily identify those potential priority alumni and stop you from getting yourself into a similar situation. So as part of that example and scenario, I mentioned priority alumni. What do I mean by this? With alumni networks and programmes, and in the context of business development, segmenting and identifying priority alumni within your network is key to allowing you to focus your time and effort efficiently. We are all busy, and you can't be all things to all people. So my second recommendation is segmentation, which is a natural progression from mapping your network. You'll need to think carefully about the criteria you will want to use based on the objectives of what you're trying to achieve. For example, if one of our BD objectives is to broaden and strengthen relationships at key account clients, then mapping alumni at our client organisations at every level of seniority will be really important, as will developing connections or in some cases reconnecting with alumni contacts who you've lost touch with. Looking at the client holistically enables your whole client-facing team to play their part in broadening the network within that client organisation and truly understand what is happening at every level within the client. What's often interesting when you broaden and deepen your network within a client is the different information and insights you can gain. It's a no-brainer to use your alumni network as the first port of call, no matter what their role in that organisation. As an aside, a number of alumni programmes I know tend to focus on client-facing alumni, i.e. your lawyers, accountants, consultants, engineers. And in my experience, business services alumni have often been a great source for introductions, as well as insights into what it's really like to be part of that client business. So my tip here is to be as inclusive as you can in this scenario. Another example might be identifying key or relevant alumni to be part of an existing activity that your organisation delivers. Your BD teams and marketing teams may be running specific webinars or events for your clients. An interesting measure of how well your organisation knows your alumni network is to identify the alumni who are invited to participate in that activity. I did this exercise with a client some years ago, and it was pretty shocking. Less than 5% of the invitees to a particular event were alumni contacts. But why is this so shocking? Because when we researched our alumni lists and identified which alumni contacts would be appropriate and relevant for this activity, we more than quadrupled the number of alumni invited to participate. Was it anyone's fault that a number of these guys were missed? Not really. But it was a really simple situation to rectify. And it became an even more compelling reason for the teams to consider inviting relevant alumni contacts when we noted that there were four opportunities presented to the organisation 
from alumni contacts who were invited to said event. They weren't work one, but opportunities for the client teams to pitch and tender for work that may not have been forthcoming had the connection at the event not occurred. Including your alumni into key activities also gives you and your teams a reason to reach out and reconnect. Now we know that this is unlikely to happen every time, but it goes to show that by inviting your alumni contacts to participate or engage, you are providing opportunities for strengthening the relationships and allowing referrals or opportunities to come your way. I want to stay on the subject of prioritising your alumni in such a way that it helps you. Whatever the objective and however you develop your priority alumni list, you then have to take some action and some consistent action. We've talked about including relevant or priority alumni into existing activities, but what other ways can you take action? The strength of relationship is key, but you already have the foundations because they are alumni to the firm. So you need to nurture those relationships, whether that's reconnecting or progressing an already solid relationship. Putting this into practice, another organisation I worked with undertook a number of different tactics to build and create opportunities for revenue generation. They took their priority alumni list and man marked each priority alumni with the most appropriate fee earner or employee to own that relationship. They built in some structure to support these relationship owners, reconnect or strengthen the relationship with their priority alumni. At this point, it's important to state that their first connection was not a business connection. It was a reach out or a check in to see how the individual alumnus or alumna was, how they were doing and what was going on. I think this is especially key in today's environment. You have a legitimate reason to reach out individually. The world around us has been turned on its head and this provides opportunities to reach out to reconnect in an authentic and genuine way. The BD team of this organisation added a standing item on their agendas with the client-facing teams they supported, as well as in their monthly BD meetings. This kept alumni at the top of the agenda. The organisation had mapped their alumni network against their key accounts, as well as their target clients. They started proactively seeking insights and feedback on the ground from alumni at key accounts, not just those in buyer or key stakeholder roles, but much more inclusive. Over time, they tracked direct referrals and introductions, monitored wins and losses, and used this data to demonstrate the value of alumni to their boards and to those in senior positions. With three months, yep, just three months of focused effort and consistency on their priority alumni, they had received five business opportunities to pitch for work and another direct hire for a service, no tender required. They had a further three introductions into organisations they did not have strong relationships with. In a world where generating leads is tough at the best of times, I think this goes to show why your alumni network should matter to your business. Finally, I'd like to share a couple of insights from my experience. In a previous business, we started to track the bids or tender pipeline. We noted that when we had alumni contacts in a buyer role or as part of the decision-making team at a client, we won more work than if the relationships were not alumni-based. 
we also noted that the speed of opportunity to decision was much quicker. But, and this is a but, the cost of sale for that service or product was slightly lower. The examples I've given you today are not complicated, but they do need investment of effort and time. Whether that be getting a handle on your alumni network, ensuring your alumni data is in your CRM system, engaging alumni in existing activities, mapping your alumni data against your client base and target client lists, or man-marking your priority alumni for consistent interactions. Whatever the activities and tactics, what's important is the outcomes and impact these can have on supporting your wider business development strategy. I know business development leaders who would be thrilled to have half a dozen opportunities land in their laps with ease and grace. So, what are you waiting for? What key steps might you take to start building your alumni programme? or progressing your alumni network to the next level. And on that note, thanks so much for joining me this week on Let's Talk Networks. Remember to visit our website, www.relationshipsandnetworks.co.uk, where you can access all the podcast episodes on demand, both as audio files and transcripts. Alternatively, why not subscribe to the show? I am live every Tuesday. Join me again next week on Let's Talk Networks. 